0: Welcome to another episode of Go Girl, because women are powerful. I'm your host, Ashley Caprice. This is a podcast where we focus on affirmations, motivation, girl power, and girl talk. Today's topic, how to heal after trauma. We'll get into it after this. I am are two of the most powerful words and what you say after shapes your reality. Today's I am affirmation is I am strong. I am strong. I'm so surprised I haven't used that affirmation yet for go girl. Hello. We are definitely strong women, right? But sometimes, you know, things will try to break you in life, but you're stronger than that. You are not here to break at all. You might bend a little bit. You might compromise some, but you are not going to break. You might have gone through some type of abuse, but you're still here, right? You might have survived a traumatic experience such as sexual abuse, relationship abuse, death, sickness, sudden job loss, or any other type of loss, a health issue. But you are still here, which means that you are stronger than you think. Think about that. Think about, okay... I went through this, but I'm still here. I went through that, but I'm still here. I'm currently going through this thing right now. Whatever it is that you're going through, and you're still here. That means you're strong enough to get through it, and you will get through it because you believe it. I am strong. Think about all the things you've been through. Think about all the things you've overcome. Or maybe not, you know, that could be kind of depressing, but look at Yourself now, you're still moving. You're still going with the flow. You are still living your best life. And that's what matters. Focus on the now. Focus on the present. Now, those experiences might have made you angry. You were probably confused. You were hurt. You were sad. And that's totally normal to go through these emotions whenever you're going through anything in life. All right? Don't let anyone tell you that you cannot go through and feel how you're feeling. But also know that you can heal from it. If you went through it, you can heal from it. If you went through it, you would get through it. You are strong. You are able to change your life for the better right now. You are able to change your thoughts. You are able to change how you think about a past situation. If you're still sad about something, you haven't gotten over it, you need to heal from it. You need to journal about it. You need to go to therapy for it. You need to talk to God about it. You need to do something about it. Everyone has gone through something. Everyone is going through something right now, but we all know how to keep a smile on our face, how to keep our head above water and keep it moving and keep going. No one is better than the next person because we all have issues. Ain't nobody perfect out here in these streets. No one is perfect in these streets. So realize that and know I am stronger than I think. That's what you should say. I am stronger than I think. I am strong... Okay, when you overcome one experience, you will understand that you can overcome another, right? If you overcame a traumatic experience in the past, if you've overcome something that you thought, oh my gosh, I will never get over this, and you healed, and you're happy now, you're glowing, you're good, you've overcome it, you can do it again when you're hit with something else. Because life will take you up and down, will give you some lessons, honey, and you will always go through something but as long as you know i can get through this you are strong you are alive and you are able to live another day to now share your story or your wisdom with someone else right you you can share your life experiences and and let someone else know hey if you go that route this might happen because you have that experience now it's up to them to continue to go down whatever road They're going down or they can make a change and look at you and your life and be like, okay, they made that change. So let me make a change too and and my life will be for the better. People can learn from your experiences as long as you're willing to be transparent and share all of who you are or most of who you are so that someone else can learn from it. Go Girl Podcast. Hello. I'm always learning something from my Girl Talk conversations as well as you. The people I bring on and the topics I talk about are very beneficial for me and for you. All right, remember, you are strong. Say it to yourself I am strong. And never forget that. So today I'm going to talk to a strong woman and have girls talk about healing after trauma. We'll get into it next. All right, I'm so excited. Right now, I have Dr. Denise Ray on the line. She, uh, for over 25 years, Dr. Ray has been dedicated to improving the mental health of athletes, entertainers, high job stress individuals, and their families. A clinical and forensic psychologist with a specialized focus on cultural trauma. She is a retired first responder who has assisted with the healing of this nation's most traumatized citizens on the front lines of some of our worst national disasters, such as Katrina, 9-11, Oklahoma City, and many more. Dr. Denise Ray, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Ashley, or morning. I'm not certain.
1: I'm kind of all over the
0: place today. But hi, how are you? I'm um, great. All right. So, how did you get into this line of work? Actually, I had to accept the fact that it is my true calling.
1: It is my um, it is my purpose in life. A friend of mine uh, committed suicide oh. in the '80s, and um, she was had broken through what we considered the corporate. Um, glass ceiling. She was very prominent in her church. She also was, um, she lived in a huge mansion. She had a climate control um, closet for her first. So we thought she was um, just in the perfect place in life. Mm-hmm. And she committed suicide and she left a note that simply stated, um, nobody heard me. Wow. And so um, I received the note. And from that point forward, I embraced the position or my purpose of hearing better pain that was unspoken. So that's how this actually started. I was uh, doing something else, um, marketing, advertising. I was um, working on my master's degree in um, communications. And Mm -hmm. so I had no intentions of going in this direction, but the call was for me. All
0: right, so that is a powerful a story or a way to get in and find your purpose and your true calling how was that emotionally though for you because like you said you were going to school for communications and then to take uh this traumatic experience pretty much and turn it into helping others who are going through traumatic experiences how was that for you like did you did you battle with it at first emotionally or did you just take it on and do your best
1: no, I I didn't take it on then. I, I read the note. I I embraced the emotional part the loss of a friend and I attempted to continue to go on with what I thought was my path in life, right. which was again uh mass communications, marketing, advertising. I was working at the time for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Life was just fantastic for right. me. So I thought and and then my life needed to pivot. And I thought, okay, um, I'm, I'm doing something wrong here. I, I'm, I'm not listening to instruction. Right. And I learned to listen to instruction very clearly at the age of three when my biological mother would leave me in the windowsill of our house as I watched her walk away from the family never to return. And she, her instruction was to sit there and wait for my sister to return from school that afternoon. And so I learned very early not to move myself out of safety or out of where I was told to be. Mm-hmm. And so I started to listen more clearly to my inner being. And my inner being was very clear that um, your marketing and your communications, that's all well and good. But I can't see how that will help the people. Right. So I decided to go back to school. And because I was working for a football team at the time, they thought that I was going to, and as I should have, um, focused on um, uh, trauma or not just trauma but psycho- sports psychology. Mm-hmm. But after I went into the discipline, I learned that there was no difference than for sports so psychology versus. CEO of a small or large corporation psychology
0: got it because the
1: pain was the same for individuals
0: so you did it all well how did that experience with your mom uh, leaving you on the windowsill how did that shape who you are (laughs) did that make you more uh like empathetic towards other people or understand trauma since you went through that at such a young age like did you did you I feel like I'm asking a lot at once, but did you heal from that situation first and that's what helped you to help other people heal as well? Well,
1: actually I I there were five of us and she left three of us and had two children after myself so I was in the middle of kept two, left one, kept two. And so what it did for me was my father actually was a great help. He actually found a girlfriend at the church and Mm -hmm. she um, took me and put me under her wing. And so the woman that I became is the woman that she assisted in shaping, and I only use the term um, a stepmother in making that this explanation. So she, um, I thought that I had actually made out better than my sibling had, and that that only came through me getting my own clinical treatment and understanding as an adult that, um, it wasn't me, it was her that did the leaving and the abandonment, um, component that it, it, that existed just drove me to get that dual Ph.D., it drove me to say to her, I'm better than who you left. I'm better. I was worthy of you keeping me and look at me now. And so she actually motivated me Mm -hmm. to continue in this pathway and to do my very best to keep another young girl, another kid, another adult from uh, living that pain in silence. So it actually was very helpful for me.
0: That is awesome the way you flip that because what I say sometimes on my podcast is you could become a victim or a victor and some people would take that situation and become a victim like, oh my mom wasn't around, oh woe is me, but instead you were like, you know, she wasn't around so that pushed me harder to show her, you know, that I am worthy, I am enough and I am all of these amazing things and what she did does not define who you are. Oh, exactly.
1: Um I refuse to let her have that victory. <laughs> yeah. And so
0: that part of me is kind of
1: stubborn and just very much focused and pushing, which is what I do now, even with um, my clients. I, I push them to get to that pain, go mm-hmm. underneath that protection, go underneath that mask, and push right to the the brink of that pain, so that we can navigate ourselves past it, and we're not holding on to it silently and being that person that no one can hear
0: right well so how is that experience for people who see you do they like you know getting into that space where they have to be real you know and like you said take off that mask and they have to face these problems that they probably ran away from for so long what is their initial reaction? How is that experience for them to really tackle on this issue or a trauma?
1: Well, I, I'm I'm pretty darn tough and mostly I have clients because I give so much of myself to them so mm-hmm. that they can navigate through their um, degree of pain that they kind of are afraid to call me or contact <laughs> me when they step back and what I call a don't do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because when we first start, we make a list of things that we will not do, we will not tolerate. So we're establishing our code of, of, of strength in that in that particular session and once they write that list of things that they won't do and we're all human and because we um, encounter um, other human beings we do do a step back in what I call a don't do Mm -hmm. and so because again I I give them my wholehearted efforts to getting them past the point of the pain we only work with cause and not with symptoms like most people do in, in, in this discipline they continue to go to the symptoms of what's going on Mm -hmm. i need to find out what the cause is of that pain so that i can help you through it and ultimately cure the pain
0: yes so can you give us one example of a don't do um a don't do would be if you're let's just say you're
1: in a relationship and um Uh, The person is uh, devaluing your worth and you're going through a lot of challenges with them just constantly trying to prove yourself worthy. Mm -hmm. Um, As I stated um, to the women, and I continue to use this in many um, of my presentations, is that um, the two of us or all of us could stand side by side. And marvel at the placement of the stars in the sky but none of us will ever have the same fingerprint or at the same DNA so each one of us is an individual miracle yeah and we must we must make that very clear to people in order for them to begin to have a different self-worth than we started with when we found out that they were in such pain
0: right That's actually a beautiful thing to know, okay, this makes me unique, you know, and this experience shapes me into who I am. Like none of us are identical at all, right? So that's also a a beautiful thing. So can we just define, go back a little, and can we just define what is trauma in some common traumatic situations?
1: Well, um, trauma could be, um, the loss of someone, um, it could be uh, a situation as devastating as what happened yesterday with a school shooting and or an event shooting. It's all very traumatic and um, a, a car accident can be traumatic. A physical accident where you fall off, um, of, a, of where someone falls off a ladder is traumatic. But here is what most people don't think in terms of not only did the window washer uh, experience trauma, but so did all of the people that saw the window washer, so did all of the people that a lot of people that heard about the window washer falling, and most window washers that do that work for a living, uh, had trauma as well, and the vicarious is sometimes more devastating than the actual person going through the trauma.
0: Oh wow, really? I didn't know. Just to be a witness to, or just to to understand that oh, this could happen to me. Can you explain that more?
1: Yes, exactly. So one um uh, more one of my um clear references is um, for my personal self I didn't do children very well and I retired in 2008 and came back in maybe 2013 after a period of rest for myself because there was a kid that was thrown over the overpass Um, and not only was it very traumatic for the children for the boys parents and his family, but it was very traumatic for the drivers that drove over this kid in the highway, not wow. knowing that there was a human being underneath this lump that they rode over in the highway. So like I said, the vicarious trauma can be more devastating than the, the actual person who experiences the trauma.
0: Wow. Um, what are the phases after trauma?
1: Well, there there the, there becomes a period, of course, of depression and um, the not knowing how come I was in this predicament. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it sets and it, it depends on the individual. And while people will make this statement, we're all alike. That's pretty much inaccurate on a lot of uh, ways. In a lot of ways, it's inaccurate to say that you know we all will process trauma the same way. Right. It's a very much inaccurate when we say that each one of us will display a particular pattern. At, the trauma, because no, remember, no two of us are alike.
0: Right. And so how should someone heal after trauma? Or maybe I'm using a word, word, wrong word saying should, but what are the best ways then to heal after trauma, maybe emotional trauma or relationship or work trauma? What are the best ways to heal?
1: Well, the best ways to heal is to get yourself some help. And and the help uh, has to come in many different forms um, for again many different people. The way that I actually work, I only work with individual protocols. I never there is never a protocol that's actually repeated um, across the board. So it's not like you can walk into the drugstore and pick up a a formula or a um, prescription for trauma, and so we would have an issue with that. But here is where we would have a similarity. Get help. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Seek out someone that actually understands how to navigate through this pain, and then seek help from that individual. Um, Part of the problem that we have in our society is that we continue to rely on people, including ourselves, who are not best suited to help us. Mm, mm-hmm. And therefore they tend to do more harm than good because they're out of their purview of faith, of, of, of talent. So that's not the particular area that they're called in. And yet
0: we demand that they fix something. I hear you. Wrong answer. I hear you. No, I totally hear you. And then that could even be, what could that even be like maybe a friend or a family member who didn't go through the same type of trauma, well, but they're teaching you exactly. how to get out of and it? Okay. The, the problem
1: happens mostly from people who care about you. They right. have no idea that they are doing more harm than good. Right. Because they are kind of validating the fact that the pain exists, the however is, um, I can help you navigate through this, but... You've only actually shown me maybe surface pain, something that happened recently mm-hmm. that you're referencing when all actuality, that pain actually started long before here, which reminds me of the title of my, my first book, um, The Pain Didn't Start Here, Trauma and Violence in the African American Community. Mm-hmm. So we continue to think in terms of it being a specific incident
0: right, no. that mm-hmm.
1: provokes the trauma. That is not always necessarily true because we one could carry it from infancy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I've said to men a lot of times that if they've been circumcised, that is the first traumatic experience that they have. Mm-hmm. And then they are betrayed by the very people that they trusted not to harm them. And then she is saying over there, don't cry, don't cry, little boys, don't cry and do now he goes through pain the rest of his life with the inability to express it through tears.
0: Mm. And it goes way back to the second, third day of being here for young boys since that's when circum- circumcision yes. actually happens. Wow.
1: So that's why it's important to, code, to go to cause and not necessarily symptom. What he's doing is a symptom of the trauma that is unresolved. We must resolve it in all people in all humankind in order for us to do a much better job of caring and looking after each other.
0: Mm -hmm. I hear you. I hear you. And I did hear you say um, you were talking about, you know, our history, African-American history. And I know that you specialize in cultural trauma. I did want to ask you, what do you think about um, or how to heal from generational trauma, because there's a book that I read years ago, I believe it's by Tom Burrell, where it was called um, Brainwashed. And it's showing that a lot of things that we went through through slavery, um, it's pretty much passed down from generation to generation. We are, I guess, traumatized and have the anxiety and depression or PTSD from what we went through way back in the day, what our ancestors went back uh, went through and it 's been passed down and we never really healed from it at all. How can you heal from generational trauma
1: well the 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 first thing that um my suggestion is is that we must detox we must detox ourselves from all of that information all of the lies all of the direction that we were given during that period of time and realize that it was a It was on purpose to move and navigate the people the way that they were moved and navigated because they were brought here for a purpose, which was to build. And so the other emotional components that come into play are all part of what was designed to keep the people working and building and developing. So the detoxing must occur. I don't work with people unless they decide that they are ready for the detoxing process. Because there is, we don't, again, I don't work like you go into the doctor's office and you come out with a prescription or you come out with a bag of pills, even if they're supplementary or or, or natural. You, you should not be putting on top of that pain anything new until you get rid of the pain.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I heard you say is... Um, what, should we not pay attention to that information because you know we were ripped from our families and ripped from our our, our identity, and we we learned this stuff in school, grade school about slavery. How should we detox from it when we are taught about it and you know as we get older, we do want to learn more about our family history? There's a DNA test that are that is out right now and ancestry ancestry dot com and all of that to help us learn more about our history. So how should we detox from it when we're trying to learn more about it?
1: Well, one of the things that I'm suggesting is, is that um, I'm, I'm of this belief. Why would I go to the very people who have been very instrumental in causing my pain mm-hmm. and ask them to help me relieve the pain? Mm, okay. That doesn't make very good sense to me.
2: I hear you. So what
1: I'm saying with that is, is that I'm mindful of all of those institutions and I'm mindful of all of those approaches to things. I'm mindful that um, uh, organ harvesting is, um, is very much prevalent. I'm mindful that there was always and has been and it continues to be an attack on young black boys. Yeah. And so if we continue the same to do the same thing and expect a different result, we will remain in this cycle of pain. Okay. It's an intergenerational process that must be broken and not now but right now.
0: Right now. Well, how can trauma affect uh, our mental health? Mental health is huge right now. Everyone's talking about it. You can scroll on Instagram right now and see a meme about taking care of your mental health. So how can trauma affect mental health?
1: Well, here is the thing. Um, you said at the beginning of, of your introduction of me that I've been doing this work for uh, over 25 years. Yeah. So some of us are not just getting into this in, interest and into this game. Correct. Some of us have been at this for the longest time, and here is what I'm doing. I'm escalating the battle to ensure that the people cease mm-hmm. to be influenced by the very people who has done them the most harm. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm targeting the pharmaceutical companies. I've got a battle ensuing. Oh. I need your help.
0: So your issue right now is what, I'm, what I think I'm hearing. With the pharmaceutical companies is a lot of them try to give people drugs for Uh, mental health issues depression anxiety or whatever else they're going through they just pass a drug and say hey take this and you'll be good or it'll help you a little bit tell me your thoughts about it why are you battling with the pharmaceutical companies
1: well, because I, I've done my research over the years mm-hmm. and um, I do understand this and I'm certain that there are not many people that look like me who are willing to take this battle up, but I'm standing on the forefront of this movement. And this is what I know and this is what's researchable for people who are out there. The petrochemical medicine model that we use today was created by John Rockefeller and Andrew Carnegie. It's killing people it's actually a murder sentence hmm. to take their petrochemical medicines and so uh, again you you just don't get in the battle without your ammunition, so I'm very much prepared to do battle okay. with the pharmaceutical companies what is necessary in order to have victory at the end of this battle, is to not have as many people that would like to push back on the idea that they brought this petrochemical medicine model from there to here and now they've made it law.
2: Hmm.
1: And if you don't do any research and if you don't ask questions and you don't find out things from legitimate sources, it's literally impossible to detox yourself out of
0: the lie. Mm. Okay. I hear you. Let's let's talk about when we first started this episode as well, you told me that a friend who committed suicide is, uh, you know, the reason why you tapped into this other part of you and your calling. So now I'm asking, What do you do if you are a friend and someone has gone through a traumatic experience and they're contemplating suicide? How can you be there as a friend? Your friend said, um, "What was on the note that she wasn't heard?" How can someone? No one heard me. Yeah, no one heard me. So how can someone be there for a friend who might be contemplating suicide? My suggestion would be is to listen,
1: of course. And then, again, do your best effort to find somebody to collaborate with that is in the discipline, that has some information that could take your friend out of that pain that they're in. Mm -hmm. You can comfort them, that's for certain, and I would suggest that you do comfort them. But I would not suggest that you try and fix the problem, Mm -hmm. but comforting is always very necessary and understanding that you are responsible now for finding some help
0: for them Mm, because they trusted you and then acknowledging
1: first of all, that you are not the person who understands how to navigate them through this.
0: Yeah, because that is a heavy load to take on and someone's trusting you with their life and with them being here or not. So that's a heavy load. So I definitely will say to make sure you get help for someone. And I just looked up the National Suicide Prevention Line. If anyone's listening and you have a friend going through these thoughts, uh, please give them this number or call this number for them, 1-800-273-8255. That is the National Suicide Prevention phone number. I want to move to post-traumatic stress disorder. You know, veterans, people in abusive relationships, what are some ways to overcome PTSD? Well,
1: again, even from the, um, the veteran standpoint, um, post-traumatic stress disorder is something else that has been um, defined without really a clear understanding. I worked with veterans a lot in the VC area, and here is what my findings were most of the most specifically the men I worked with a lot more men than I did women but most of the men who went into the military took the trauma with them hmm. the military only triggered it. oh okay and that is something that also is not being talked about and it's also something that is not being identified simply because people are not clear on what that is post Traumatic stress. Are you stressed right now? Were you stressed before we started talking? We had a little bit of stress trying to get ourselves navigated here with this technology <laughs> that we become so dependent upon. Right. And right. so stress can come from many different things. But again, if you already went with degrees of pain that exist in your gut, in your soul, it is literally impossible for you not to be triggered by the pain and the discipline and the structure that goes on in the military and the issues of abandonment that exist there as well. So it is a trigger for many people that go in there because they go in there for multiple different reasons, and many of them I could count on probably two hands with maybe a finger or two left are the people that actually just go from a patriotic standpoint.
0: Wow. Yeah, some people go to escape their reality or what they're already going through at home. That's true. Maybe not being able to find work or jobs or something like that. And so they go and then, yeah, okay, I get it. I didn't even think about exactly. it. Exactly. Like so again, here
1: we are with misinformation and with information that's not valid enough to actually make a determination about a diagnosis. I normally just tell my clients off the bat, Stop saying I had this and I had that, mm-hmm. because when we go back to this whole pharmaceutical industry thing, they are creating names for stuff that's like, what the heck? Like your kid's got A B something B C D E F G. Shut <laughs> up! That's a boy. He's going to jump up out of his seat. He should.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, don't diagnose them. Stop him with making anything. up stuff and stop claiming stuff that they make up. Right. <laughs> Let the kid be a kid for a minute. That's what I
1: mean by the, taking the lies out and stop listening to that and detox yourself from all of those things. Okay. I don't let, I don't let my clients continue to say they have. They come in and say, I've got this and I've got that. And one of the first sessions or then maybe the second session, we learn how to detox ourselves from certain words. Such as? Pat, trying, wishing, hoping. All of those are not very productive. They're all very negative. I've got this. I've got that. Don't tell me you got stuff. Just say we. I have a challenge that we're working on.
0: There you go. I like that. I like that a lot. And I am. That's a good word. Well, I am. Well, I do my positive affirmations in the beginning of every episode, and I believe that um, saying "I am" and whatever you say after is what you believe is true about yourself. So I focus on positive affirmations and not saying, oh, I am something negative, fat, ugly, or whatever. I am beautiful. I am gorgeous. I am blessed. And that could probably change their mental state as well.
1: No, exactly. So I like that as well. And so that's a very good help for the people.
0: Yeah. To,
1: again, add that to that, Um, I am the best. I, I, I don't have a problem with my worth and my values mm-hmm. and I, I give that to everyone that I meet. Love it.
0: So I'm going to move to social media we have a couple of questions and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, Gwenny on Facebook asked, so how do you not have past trauma affect the way that you parent? Be-
1: well again yep. her question is very valid and you actually cannot Hmm. not have the trauma unless you are working with someone and working on stopping the cycle Mm -hmm. of the pain that you experienced. Makes sense. It would have been very traumatic for me to have had a daughter and to have left her behind somewhere. Right. Mm -hmm. So I took her everywhere that I went. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Is that what you did? You did take her everywhere that you went? Yes. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's, yeah, because so of what happened to you. Again,
1: you. The working on it is definitely focusing on stopping the cycle of pain that you were given and clearly understanding that the pain that you were given is not yours. It's not your responsibility. Your responsibility now becomes to stop the cycle of pain delivery to other human beings.
0: That's so true. We can't take on someone else's pain, but we can't stop it. Uh, Octavia asked, is it okay to forgive a person but also want nothing to do with them for your own peace and sanity if you believe that the behavior that caused your trauma will appear again and you have a child with this person?
1: Yes. Stop it. Not now, but right now. Don't allow that to um, permeate through your life because it will and especially if the other person is not getting help
0: right, Mm -hmm.
1: to stop their cycle of behavior. So, yes, leave them not now but right now.
0: Yeah, and work on your own healing and let them work on theirs separately, right? (laughs) Well, I mean, if they are
1: unwilling, one individual cannot afford to insist Mm -hmm. that another person wants to be better than they are today. Mm -hmm. For who? Mm Mm-hmm. For you, for them, why? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when people say, oh, we gave them um, uh, affordable housing and look at how they treated this. And I say, Did, who taught them how to treat it better than that?
0: Yeah, I get it. Teach them better ways. Yep. We're going to just wrap it up. But I do want, uh, you know, just in case anyone has any questions, how can people reach you? I saw that you were on Instagram. I saw a few likes on my page today. <laughs> how can people reach you?
1: Uh, they can reach me again Instagram on, uh, Dr. D-V-R-D-E-N-Y-S-E-R-A-Y. That's my Instagram tag. And you can also call me. I'm always available online to read, to, um, take a message. My phone, 909-353-4578. And do understand to your, this is to your audience. I am here for you. I am responsible for helping you to navigate through your past pains. Do use me in that capacity.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Denise Ray. I'm pretty sure someone will give you a call. And um, if it's a Google number, what should they say? Should they just say their name and then you'll answer? Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, It's been a very... Very deep conversation here. I'm pretty sure people got something out of it. Uh, thank you for coming on and speaking on how to heal after trauma. It's a touchy subject, but a lot of people, are, I think mostly everyone, has gone through some type of traumatic experience, and you are a great resource for them to connect with. So, Dr. Denise Ray, thank you so much for coming on and having Girl Talk on the Go Girl podcast. You go, girl. All right. Well I I wanna thank
1: you um for allowing me the opportunity to come on and speak with your guests as well. I'm humbled and honored by the opportunity.
0: Now it is time for music motivation. motivation. I thought I would break. I didn't know my own strength and I crashed down and I tumbled, but I did not. Crumble, I got through all the pain. I didn't know my own strength. Now, I didn't really try too hard with that one because I was not trying to. Okay, I did kind of butcher it, but I didn't want to butcher it that much because she is the voice. Whitney Houston. That was I Didn't Know My Own Strength from her 2009 album, I Look To You. And man, when I was putting together this episode and trying to figure out a song, that one came to me. I listened to it and oh my goodness, I cried. <laughs> I guess I was thinking about things that I've been through and I've overcome and I cried like, dang, you know, when you're going through something, you don't know your own strength. You think, oh my gosh, I'm so alone. No one else has ever gone through this or how do I get through this? You're just, you're in the trenches of it all. You're, you're trying to figure out a way to escape the pain and your, your thoughts and your feelings about it. When you really have to just get deep and just feel it all, you know, you try to run away, but you don't realize in that moment your own strength. And that's why I love that song so much, because no matter what you're going through, you are strong enough to get over it. We're always hit with different tests and difficulties, but, you know, who you are in that moment and how you decide to get out of that is the real test, is the real Life lesson is a real moment that matters, right? Life is going to happen, okay? You could be having the what you would think the perfect life, and then something will come from the left, like, What is this? You hit a roadblock, or you lose everything, or you stumble over something, and it's like, What do I do now? But understand that everything is meant to happen, and everything that you go through and overcome is meant, and everything is meant to make you stronger. Even the worst situations, you're like, why did I go through that? It's all gonna make you stronger. It will make you wiser, you know? So when you're, when you're in the middle of it all, you can't see the other side of it. You can't see the joy and the happiness, but you do know that life wasn't always like this. There was a time where I was happy and I did have more joy. So if you've experienced that before, you know that you can get to that place again. And if you've never experienced that before, you see other people who look happy, who are full of joy, peace, and seem like they're living a blissful life. Know and understand that that can be you too. You just have to work on it. You really do. Every emotion is a choice. You could choose to be happy. You could choose to be sad. You could choose to be joyful. You could choose to be mad. Okay? Okay? I did not mean for that to rhyme, but hey, (laughs) for real, it's like when we're breaking, we can't see the breakthrough, right? A lot of times we think, why me? Why do I have to go through this? But you'll understand your why at the end of it. You'll understand your why when you get to the the finish line and when you overcome and when you're happy again, you'll be like, oh, I get it now and I'm better now for the next time that I might go through something similar, right? More of her lyrics says, I wasn't built to break. Ain't that the truth? Okay, you are not meant to break. You might bend, but you will not break. She also said in her song, my faith kept me alive. So lean on whatever makes you stronger. If it's God, if it's a higher power, if it's your friends, if it's your family, you need a source, okay, that will make you stronger stronger. So that you know, okay, everything is going to be all right. It is really within you, but it is okay to share with family and friends and therapists or whoever will help you to get out of that mindset, okay? So I didn't know my own strength. I'm going to just say the words this time. I thought I would break. I didn't know my own strength. And I crashed down and I tumbled, but it's a huge word, but I did not crumble. I got through all the pain. I didn't know my own strength. Listen to that song today if you can. Whitney Houston song brought, um, I did an ugly cry to it. (laughs) So, uh, you know, it might bring you to tears too. Or you might listen to the lyrics like, wow, powerful. Take a listen, all right? Now it is time to celebrate. Celebrate Gotta give a huge go girl shout out to a mom who bought every pair of shoes in Payless to donate to other kids in need. You go, girl. You go, girl. Her name is Carrie, and she's in Arkansas. She took her daughter to a Payless going out of business sale. You know, they're all closing down right now, so you got to get your last pair of shoes, right? She went. She bought her a pair of shoes. Her daughter was like, hey, you know, my friend at school needs a pair of shoes, too. Because their shoes were too small. And so the mom was like, okay, you know, get in them the shoes as well. And then she looked at the cashier and she jokingly asked, how much for the rest of the shoes in here? I'm just kidding. Then she thought about it. And then the joke turned into a whole idea. She thought, what if I buy all the shoes and donate them to those in a community who are in need? And that's exactly what she did. She ended up buying 1,500 pairs of shoes in sizes ranging from infants to a man's 13. And now this good deed has snowballed beyond shoes. You know, churches, local businesses, and back-to-school drives are putting together huge events so that Miss Carrie could give give the shoes away to people in need. But it's also now going to include haircuts eye exams, and other things that the children need to gear up for the upcoming school year. So I love that. That is a woman named Carrie in Arkansas. You go, girl. I just decided to show some local love. Although I'm not, you know, local, I I, I tend to do go-girl shout-outs from things I see online, which is mainly a lot of times from celebrities or something. But, you know, there are people right in a community that are doing great things as well and positive news stories that we don't hear about. I read that one. I shared it on my Facebook at I am Ashley Caprice a couple weeks ago. And I just thought it was a great story to share right here on the Go Girl podcast. So if you could do anything to give back to your local community, it could be as small as buying one pair of shoes for someone else. Or it could be as major as what this lady did and buy every single pair of shoes and pass them out to your local community. I love it. So you go girl. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Go Girl Podcast with Ashley Caprice. Please be sure to follow, and rate, write a review, whatever your spirit tells you to do, okay? I want to thank my guest, Dr. Denise Ray, for coming in and speaking about how to heal after trauma. I hope you learned something from the podcast today. Be sure to uh, tag me on Instagram at I am Ashley Caprice or at Go Girl Podcast to share your favorite snippet from the episode, or to just share any feedback with me. I so appreciate it, and I thank you so much. Remember, this podcast is about you. It's not about me. It's actually all about all of us, because I'm learning too, all right? But I'll be back next week. Be sure to catch up on all the episodes at ashleycaprice.com. Before I get out of here, you must remember your affirmation for the day. Say it again. I am strong. You go, girl.